According to Mike and Tony is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, this is Dave Freshman, and you're listening to According to Mike and Tony. Back at it again this week, episode number 37. What's going down, Mike? How are you, buddy? Good, good, good. The day job. The day job be like WTF, mate. <laughs> it's consuming you lately, it's huh? consuming me lately, man. That shit happens. I put that thing on uh, um, Facebook, that little... Did you see a little note that I put on? They put, um, I whisper what the fuck to myself at least 20 times a day. <laughs> I didn't see that actually. <laughs> yeah, shit like that happens at work, right? Makes like, it what just. What's going on? Yeah, what the fuck is going on? You're doing cool stuff outside of work, though, too. I saw the, uh, the raised flower bed you're building. Yeah, I made a planter box and uh, all by hand tools myself dude you're good with woodworking for sure man that's way better than any shit i could have ever produced yeah i need to make one more it took about three hours to do that one though so three two to three more yeah i had three hours deep there would have been a lot of wood cut poorly <laughs> laying around the garage floor had that been my i use old school like miter box and everything like that to cut the angles and stuff like that so you used a handsaw to yeah. cut everything you didn't have yeah. like a table saw or anything well, i mean I, I do have that stuff it no just, but you didn't use it no i didn't use it i was just like old i want to do it i'm gonna see if i can do it oh shit we got a carpenter in the house yeah just trying to do it yeah, you know Jesus was a carpenter. Was he? <laughs> you got the beard too, right? I, oh the my beard's gosh. bigger every time I fucking see you, man. Because I'm not Holy losing Jesus. any weight. <laughs> right, that was the deal. That's the deal. I'm only shaving if I get to 225. If you get to 225, you'll take the beard off. Yeah. Otherwise, the beard stays. And well, I'll keep what I used to, remember? I'll keep the... Goatee. Yeah. Yeah, standard. Yeah. But I'm at 250 still. Have you gone up, down, getting closer, getting further? Is it no, fluctuating? I'm just staying the same. Yeah. At least you're consistent. I go up and Because I, I don't do any cardio. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm sweating enough. I'm doing enough <laughs> stuff to get my heart rate up. Woodworking is I my got cardio. A, I got enough uh, weights going on here. Yeah. So go to the gym. Go to that Planet Fitness when I work all the time. Oh, do you go to there? Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool gym. Yeah. Yeah. I went there for a while, actually. Huh? They don't have the free weight stuff, though, right? Yeah. Oh, they do? Mm-hmm. It seemed like I remember everything was braced. Like, they had the bench press that was, like, in the... Ours is a brand new one. I say Ooh, hours like I hours own it. Like, like it's partially mine. <laughs> I guess it's mine because I pay a membership there. Yeah, right? Yeah. Ownership, man. <laughs> uh, today, episode number 37. Uh, it was going to be last week, but instead it is this week. Uh, MMA fighter JD Hardwick. What's up, dude? How's it going? How you doing, man? Doing real good. Just finished up camp today. Yeah. Oh, so today was the last day of camp. Today was the last day. And you're fighting on August 14th, right? Yep. Oh, shit. How are you feeling? Good. Ready to go. Yeah, ready to go. Um, so, so Cam, so you have a week off, basically. Or no, two weeks. Is it? What's the date? It's a week. A week. It's a week, week off, oh, okay. yeah. So you have a week off. So how long How long ago did camp start? Uh, eight weeks out. Okay. And then uh, maybe walk us through that a little bit. Like, how does it start? And like, what kind of stuff do you do for that? I already train so much every day that my schedule stays pretty much the same, but it starts to pick up and my diet gets a little bit cleaner. Got you. So you're not like, uh, oh, what's the boxer? White boxer. What's his name? The Irish dude got knocked out by Pacquiao. Bad. 
uh hatton ricky hatton yeah. yeah he would like in between training and stuff he would really just kind of let himself go and wasn't wasn't doing anything and yeah i'm training for my first pro fight more than i am for this fight so yeah i really slow down sort of thinking of the bigger picture absolutely all times yeah is that good for you i've heard because i've heard I, why well, i haven't heard shit but <laughs> <laughs> it seems like breaks would be good in training but you pretty much train hard all the time and then yeah and i listen to my body if i need a day off i'll take a day off oh that's but taking lots of time off where your body's gonna lose some of that uh that output that it has and you come back and that's when you you get injured i think right because there's a that strain a point of diminishing return probably i guess too to a certain point so how many days a week are you um actively training six days six days a week so you take one day off a week is that yeah, is some, it sunday we talked about that before yeah, yeah. how many <laughs> hours a day again is that they sit there and the minimums two, the maximum five or six so you're always doing five or six <laughs> if i can <laughs> if i can it in i will for sure <laughs> right on and so what kind of stuff does that consist of obviously there's a lot of skill training i'm sure absolutely a lot of technique that's that's always been my big focus and then conditioning but conditioning's more involved with the wrestling and the grappling and the the sparring and the hitting pads than it is uh running too much i run a little bit but i like yeah. to keep it in uh, man maybe that's what i should fucking do training. i should just get around and like wrestle yeah, well isn't that a, it's, it's always been weird to me because that's what you always hear consistently wrestlers gotta have like great they gotta be in great shape and yeah. have great stamina like that's super super hard i remember wrestling a little bit in junior high like uh just for pe and shit like that yeah and yeah, i don't, I don't remember being that intense but every wrestler i've ever known is like i mean they're crazy in shape and can really la outlast most people yeah they have that so, work ethic built into them too yeah and that's another thing you hear too right is that wrestlers commonly overtrain that they'll that's a pretty common thing they always have that cauliflower ear man do you have cauliflower ear going on a little bit in one ear oh man oh hardly at all though yeah not so bad what happens no. you can't get rid of that can you uh, if you drain it, then it'll go down, but you're just going to get it back. Oh, man. Remember we had that conversation on here before because I always thought that was only boxers had stuff like that. I didn't realize it's predominantly a wrestling thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, that's what happens yeah. more than anywhere else. It's just, what is it? It's just the rubbing constantly rubbing, of yeah, it. But it can be from punches too, rubbing. Yeah. That's strafing. So if you're a, just strictly a boxer and you got serious cauliflower air, might want to work on your defense. I want to keep <laughs> his hands up. <laughs> <laughs> and you see it a lot, man. You see that a lot too. Boxers with bad cauliflower. Oh, maybe I see it a lot because I watch like the Axis stuff. So I watch all like the up and coming fighters and a lot of them. Have yeah, maybe them aren't. Maybe a lot of those guys aren't actually up and coming. <laughs> 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 Just getting hit in the air a lot. Um, so how did you get in? How long have you been at this for now? You're a young guy. How old are you? 28 years old. I've been doing this since September 11th, 2013. So after my fight, it'll be two years. Wow. Like a month, man. You know the exact date. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I get this. You have this vibe, dude. Like, I just get this feeling from you. I mean, this is you were ultimately focused on this. Absolutely. Like, you're you're very, very, very focused, and it shows, and it kind of comes through. And you don't do anything besides this. I mean, this is really predominantly what your whole life is sort of centered around, right? Since the day I started, I I pulled out my four hundred one k. I moved in with my mom, and I just I started training full speed. Damn. And before that, now had you done any kind of uh uh fighting or anything like that before wrestling any kind no, of we did a little bit of grappling while i was in the army but it was very minimal oh that's right how long were you in the army for six years okay cool but not didn't pick up much that i thought i thought i'd picked up a lot but <laughs> <laughs> until you started training you got into that gym yeah all right we, we had talked before and you said it uh you went to all the free gyms right the trials and then finally when you found that one yep you were, that's when you cashed out 30 days free <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man that's funny no that's when you cashed out like your 401k and stuff like that yeah was after 30 days in the gym oh yeah so while i was going to that 30-day trial i was figuring out how i was gonna do this for the next year started going to school again because i was getting paid to go to school by the gi bill yeah uh-huh. and then i pulled out my 401k wow man that is that's pretty intense so you you go to school too not anymore oh, that like, didn't man, work out so well fool man that's a full schedule that was, yeah that was tough <laughs> No kidding. So what's a what is like a, a normal day? Let's say a six hour, one of the six hour training days. Kind of what does that look like? Do you get you get up, get up early and stuff like that? I'll get up and go run some days in the morning, but usually I'll go uh, before class and and hit pads with uh, one of my teammates, and then uh, go through an hour of pads or uh, depends on what we're working on. Maybe wrestling or uh, BJJ. Maybe it's gi. Maybe it's no gi. Or maybe we're just doing some conditioning, just doing like some plyometric stuff. It really varies throughout the day. Yeah, a lot of different stuff. Now, what was it? Okay, I've looked at it before, but I always forget, obviously. What is the difference between gi and no gi? It's so, being able to grab the clothes, right? Okay. Yeah, no gi is basically just shorts, and then the gi is that pajama suit, okay. the kimono you see. <laughs> a lot more to grab onto. It's a real trip how that is like that. There's the, there is the version where you're literally grabbing onto people's clothes and using it too. Might be something you could use in a real fight, actually. Oh, right? I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> Defending <laughs> yourself or whatever. Oh man. So what is your uh, what would you say your strengths are and any weaknesses? Maybe you think that you need to work on the most, if any. I'd say my my strength right now would be striking because I just got back from Thailand, so that's what I was focusing on. But I right now I'm trying to pick up my BJJ because I'm fighting a black belt next week, and I don't want to be the underdog on the ground ever again after this, you know. Yeah. So that'll be my new focus. So I'm sure if you ask me this again in six months, that'll be my best thing. That should always be uh, evolving. I think. Yeah, for sure. Martial arts. Oh yeah, for, for sure. sure. Now you just said you got back from uh, Thailand. You're in Bangkok, and you were the winner of the champion title of what is it? The WITC. War in the Cage Six. Yeah. I won a, a one-day tournament beating three guys. Should have been four, but the last guy didn't want to fight. It was a pretty good day. Yeah. That's badass, that's, that's Is it literally like in a row? Is it like three fights in a row, or is it like hours in between, or what? So from the beginning, you have all the brackets for all the different weight classes, and then each fight has a number. So okay. I would see like, okay, this is my first fight. I'm number one, mm-hmm. which I was the first fight. And then I could see that I was the 18th fight. Okay. And I could see. You know, as long as I kept winning, I could see where my fight was going to be. So it was generally like the the time difference between those fights. Not long. No. I, I couldn't really tell you. I wasn't really paying too much attention to it, but it wasn't it wasn't very long. Oh God, that seems so intense, man, to have that many fights. And then how does like, uh, uh, well, I guess yeah. I mean, the weigh-ins are all going to be the same. You're fighting all the, yep, the same size guys before. all day. Hmm. Man, that's that's so intense. I can't imagine going through in a full day of just back-to-back battles, dude. Fighting. And I mean, it's, and that's the thing about fighters that always interests me is because, like basketball, football, all these different sports. I mean, you're into it; you get your adrenaline going and stuff. But fighting is always fighting. kind of like you're fighting for your it's life. Fighting. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they don't shoot basketballs every single day, all the time for <laughs> six hours a day. No, that's not, I, I get what you're saying. You know, yeah. but like fighting, you are fighting all the yeah. time. Really, <laughs> but it is really similar to that. You know, like I'm drilling my kicks. You know, 500 kicks a day. Yeah, I really have to focus like that. And, and to me, it is a lot like a. It, it, it's a sport. You know. Yeah. I'm, I'm competing against somebody. It's not really like 
I'm not, I am going to hurt him, you know, and he's going to try and hurt me. See, I think that's kind of the difference. And maybe in football, there's some of that, like, I'm going to light this guy up yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. But I mean, ultimately with fighting, you're, you're getting in there to fucking try to destroy the other person or, you know, yeah, to the point that somebody else says, Hey, we better stop this. <laughs> you know, that's intense, man. And to do it multiple fights in a day, that seems like that would be so hard on your body. How did you feel after? Were you pretty beat up afterward or? Uh, it was a little banged up more, more, uh, mentally it, that was the hardest part i think right. going from fight to fight so you you build up for this fight and you just, i didn't even warm up for any of the fights i just went out there and fought but <laughs> normally you'd warm up for the fight and then you go out there and you feel all calm and you're good to go you fight and it's over and er- everything's you know relaxed but then it's like okay but i have do, this to again. do it again <laughs> like 20 minutes oh or whatever, you know? my god <laughs> they're like winner jd hardwick okay you gotta go to the next one gotta yeah, go to the next yeah, one guy. Go to the next, next cage that's over there. it was it's like now go do your face down face <laughs> off with the next guy right you know? Wait, I, just, Holy shit. I just got i just got done yeah so did the other guy go <laughs> yeah yeah we don't have a lot of time to work with here could you please move it <laughs> yeah that's crazy man so and so how were the fights were they close fights um you won did you win three by submission or i uh, won the first one by arm triangle the second one uh i i clearly won two rounds but he dropped me in the second round i got a little cocky and then uh in the third round i won another decision or the third fight i won another decision but i feel like they're all fairly dominant wins except for when i got dropped hmm. gotcha well but the fight overall was probably yeah. still dominant uh what was that like? What did he catch you with? An overhand. I kept on seeing this combo. I could see his face. And I could see how it was hurting him. And I was looking at what I was doing a little too much. <laughs> and I, I just kept on hitting the same combo and staying in the pocket. Wasn't being long and in and out like I should have been. Uh-huh. And he came with the overhand. And then he came with another overhand. And then I went down. Oh, oh So I got you to him. Yeah. Damn. And what was that like now? Were you kind of dazed a little bit? Or are you just... Uh, no, not really. I mean, it felt like I could feel myself drop to the mat. I never really lost what I was doing. It just kind of took my legs out for a little bit, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. Cut you off balance a little yeah. bit. And... Man. You ever thought about fighting, Mike? I ever thought about Yeah. That? No, bouncing Younger is where it got. That's right. That's, <laughs> that's where you were like, no. I was I'm like, not. good, yeah. I'm good. I can overpower smaller people. No problem. <laughs> yeah. I think <laughs> it takes, uh, it's a rare individual though. Rare individual that wants to get into a ring and fucking battle of that shit out. I like to do the hurting. I don't want to be hurt. (laughs) (laughs) And when you're a bouncer, you have backups. Well, that's the thing with fighting, too. That's the other thing, right? No matter how good you are and stuff, I mean, you truly don't know. I mean, I I guess for fighters mentality, sometimes you do. You probably go into the ring. I mean, what is that? Like, where do you fall? Because, like, I've heard uh, Mike Tyson talk about it, and he talks about that. Like, he did have some nerves and stuff before the fight, but he said as soon as he got into the ring, he just was like, I'm at home. I'm going to win this fight. I know I'm going to win this fight. I mean, the, the training is the hard part and the fight is the fun part. You know, like when you go to training yeah. and you're going to be sparring, that's a good day. That's a fun day where you get a, everything you're working so hard to do, you get to put it all together. And when you get to go show everybody else how well you can do it, yeah. that's pretty It's cool. all business. Yeah, it's all business. <laughs> I feel like that's how it'd be like whenever I got into the ring and so, hey, something personal. I'm sure you're cool, but this is business. <laughs> yeah, well, there is that too. What is that like? The whole, uh, I mean, because you got to go in and, and I mean, you're obviously... Trying to maul somebody. The little bit I've talked to you, I mean, you seem like a very compassionate person, very low-key, very laid-back, easy to get along with, I presume. What is that like before the fight? Because there's a lot of shit talking, and you kind of have that intent. There's a mental game that's involved as well, right? How does that play in for you, and like, how, how do you handle that? that the only like? guy that has ever beat me is one of my good friends now. You know, we started training together immediately after. Ah. I, 
if you have respect for me, then I have respect for you. Like the guy that I'm fighting, as soon as he took the fight, I messaged him saying, thanks for taking this fight. Let's go put on a good show. You know, if you're a respectful person, then I'm definitely going to show you respect. I'm going to show you respect, even if you're disrespectful, probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good way to be. I've always thought about that, like in boxing and and just any kind of fighting in general, just like, just people are just like, I'm trying to kill you. I'm trying to knock you out. I'm really trying to knock you out. Right. I'm really trying right. to knock you out. But I, like after the fight's over with, it's always like, yeah, hug and everything like that. Good fight, man. Right on. Yeah, dude. totally. <laughs> to- most of the time. Some, yeah. there's, sometimes there's some well, moments, yeah. but Yeah. Like, no, like, that- unlike the Ronda Rousey of the last one, <laughs> she told her, uh, cr- don't cry. <laughs> Holy shit, that fight was crazy over fast. Knocked her out in 34 seconds. She just charged her. That's a mistake with Ronda Rousey. <laughs> it was so crazy. Like you can even, I couldn't even keep track of exactly what happened. Like I just remember at one point her taking her down, and then like Rousey's feet were like directly up in the air, like a headstand, and she just like flipped it around. And oh my god, dude, it was amazing. It was really amazing. And then she started catching her, and then it was over. It was done. That's was probably like one of the most intense fighting faces, like serious faces I've ever seen in my life. It's real. You know? Yeah. It's real. <laughs> when Rhonda's in there and she's like ready and she does that bounce off the cage and she's like, you're just like, Focus this shit. Oh like if I'm God. the other side, you're just like, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been me. I would have been saying exactly that. What am I doing here? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. She's a, she's a beast. She's pretty amazing. They actually uh, had a question about it. Would you rather pay to see Floyd Mayweather fight or would you pay to see a Ronda Rousey fight. They're not going to last that long. <laughs> I'd definitely pay for Ronda's for oh, You're saying, because so, you get more time, you get to watch the fight longer. Yeah. Nah, I'd rather see a short explosive fight myself, personally. You remember yeah. when everybody got mad at Mike Tyson, though, back in the day when he would end <laughs> his fights in like 10 seconds? <laughs> yeah, totally, man. Well, because it's so outrageous. You pay so much money to get it on pay-per-view and everything, yeah. and then you're like, are you kidding me? I've been watching these crappy undercards all night. <laughs> this is the main event, it's over in 10 seconds. Like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I could see. I can say that's frustrating. So two years you've been at it, um, and what what is your ultimate goal? We've I've know for the podcast you've talked about this before. Well, ultimately, where do you see yourself? World champion in five to seven years. That's my goal right now. Five to seven years. We'll go after that. We'll figure that out. Damn. That's and you're fighting at what weight again? What's your normal fight weight? I'm trying to move to 145. This fight was supposed to be at 155. Now it's at 160. So I got to keep eating, but. Oh, like what a trip! Out. Yeah, so that so your diet changed a little bit then yeah. when you found out more okay. proteins, more chicken, more <laughs> yeah, right more on. cheating, more cheating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's like what what uh, Fran. We had a, our first episode as a bodybuilder, and he always talks about macros. And he's you know he's because he's a natural bodybuilder, so he doesn't do any steroids, no drugs, anything like that. It's all natural, and he was always talking about macros, macro, macros. I eat what I want, and I just have to watch the amount of what is it like the calories the all this scientific stuff it's yeah. literally a science yeah absolutely well it's funny too because like now science has come so far that now i mean the amount of details you can control with your diet yeah. is insanity and our understanding of the body and how it processes the micronutrients and so much of diet and stuff too is kind of how your body reacts to stuff it's not always simply what you're consuming but sort of how your body breaks it down and what happens when you eat certain foods so I remember a while ago reading something saying how the Americans had the most expensive piss in the whole world because the amount of vitamins that, was a that fun we take fact, wasn't it? Because the amount of vitamins that we take in our in our system and a majority of them get they get peed out for them, but yeah, yeah, that's interesting because <laughs> wow, 
I need to look into this more because I take a multivitamin every day. I, I have for a long time just to make sure I'm getting everything that I need to be getting. I was talking to my mom and she like poked a hole in that. She was like, no, I just read something talking about how the vast majority of that, if you take it in pill form, most of it just goes right through your body and you don't actually <laughs> absorb it. I'm like, what? <laughs> Shit, better start eating better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try to actually, because that's the best way, right? I mean, to get all your nutrients is to eat it. To yeah, get absolutely. A lot of, a lot of, you eat a lot of vegetables and stuff lots like that. Of, lots of kale and spinach. Yeah. Still doing the kale shakes, Mike? No. No. Oh, my God. It's because you stuck with the original recipe. Yeah. And so I was doing the, the Joe Rogan, <laughs> yeah. uh, the kale shake that you he was doing. You ever had one of those? You ever no. Make one? Oh, oh my dude. God. Okay, so it was like, it was kale, it's ginger, garlic. What else? Uh, I can't even remember. Was it celery? And I can't. Yeah, the, okay, yeah. Uh, kale, ginger, garlic, celery. Um, he puts in like an apple or like a pear. To, for like the sweetness Sweet, and everything yeah. like that but dude the amount of ginger and the amount of garlic in this thing when you drink <laughs> it you're just like oh yeah dude, <laughs> and for well, the longest time i was using a ghetto blender that's what i was gonna <laughs> say so I was chunks. Like, yeah, exactly <laughs> i wasn't drinking it i was eating it you I guys know. i was eating the scale <laughs> me shake too. me too I, and that was the funny thing and i remember and then i heard an episode of joe rogan where he was talking about the exact blender he had no no it was a youtube video he yeah. did of like his it, making the shake or whatever big ass neutral dude i saw that Vitamix. shit i saw yeah. it at target buddy that's a 650 dollar yeah. fucking blender <laughs> and so i was the same as you regular you know chewing on shit and stuff and i got through it for quite a few days and then finally i just couldn't do it but you really should try the new one i got it's it's <laughs> not nearly as healthy but it's much tastier put a little almond milk in there a crap ton of kale i throw a banana in there uh uh i put a little protein powder the all natural way yeah throw that in and blend it up it's pretty good it's pretty yeah it's it was, delicious compared to and the I, other I stuck one. it out for a few days just chewing you did I, chewing no more it, than yeah. a few days because yeah. i remember checking with you like two weeks deep I'm like you're still doing yep i'm like holy shit you lasted way longer than me i can't hang with that um, but you just eat your food. Do you do any juicing or blending stuff? I did for a while, but it was way too much work. And right. I, I read that <laughs> most of the nutrients are in the pulp. So if you're not eating it, then you're, you're losing a lot of it. Huh. Yeah, well, it, that's the difference, right, between blending and juicing. The juicing, because I did juicing for yeah. a while, too, and then found out that whole thing. Yeah. I mean, you, you're not getting the fiber. You're not getting a lot of the important stuff that you need. Yeah. The Jack Lemon. The Jack Lemon Juicer. <laughs> yeah. You remember that guy? Yes. The, the commercials back in the day, you can juice everything. There's that old guy. And he's literally like juicing everything. He's just juicing, putting things through. And he's like, it's so good. I've, I'm so healthy. And he's like 80-something years old. And that's what he claimed that was helping him out. <laughs> uh, so what was it like in uh, Thailand? How long were you there for? You said six months? Six months, yeah. Is it from December to June? So I got to skip all the cold months here. Come back for the no, summer. it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. Was it all business or any of it pleasure? Uh, There's cool things that I got to do, but it was I was there to train, and everything that I did was related to training. The coolest thing I got to do was the last weekend I was there. Uh, two of my teammates were fighting in, well, we flew to Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur, got on a cruise ship, took the cruise ship to Phuket in southern Thailand, and docked off the shore and uh, put the cage up on the on the boat, and they had the fights there, which was pretty cool, pretty amazing. Experience. Fight on a boat. Yeah. Wow. That like, like, sounds like something like a video game would do. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're fighting right. on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> totally, man. <laughs> totally. If they haven't thought of it, they should do it now. That's a good one. Um, do you get seasick at all? Is that body? I know, or I'm I didn't a... at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I didn't realize? I was I saw something on, it was a BBC article. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was talking about these people that like lived 
their entire lives on boats and they literally get land sick really? when they get off the boat. What? Not all of them. It's same yeah. as seasick. Some people do, some people don't. But like they get off and walk on land and they just start they get nauseous and dizzy and isn't that weird? That's that so, is crazy. I mean, your body just gets sense, used yeah. to that state of constant motion, I guess. Man. It's always amazing how adaptable people are, man. Put them in different circumstances and they fucking survive and get used to it, you know? It becomes their baseline. So what's life like in Thailand? It was... For him, it was probably... It was awesome. Yeah. It was great, you know? My lifestyle was so easy. I could just wake up and go train and then walk down the street, get some fruit from a fruit stand, and then go, you know, go take a nap for a little bit and go back and train for another couple hours. people pretty chill out there, too? Oh, yeah. It was great. I've always heard, like, there was this um, article of a basketball coach who was um, murdered out in Thailand. They were just saying, like, if you get in the wrong areas or with the wrong people, that life could just be terrible out there. Like, if you're into, like, the gambling and stuff like that or, like, sports betting. And Probably stuff like anywhere, that, right? Yeah. I bet every place has got their pockets. Maybe they're in- Maybe they have a lot of pockets there. Is and then, I, watch, then I also watch Hangover. And so I'm like, yeah, that, <laughs> that shit is intense out there. <laughs> they have these uh, karaoke bars. And you'll go in there and like uh, pay to hang out with a girl and like sing and stuff. But we would never go. We, we were told when I first got there, these are the places that they trap you. People lost like $30,000 there, you know. What? They'll go there and uh, there's only one door in, one way in and out. You'll go in and spend some money and then you'll get your bill and it's a thousand times what it could have ever been that you drank 200 beers or something you know, oh, by yourself. Oh, shit. And then they won't let you out Until or you they'll pay. make you go to the ATM or they'll just beat the shit out of you. Damn. It's pretty brutal. Ooh. Yeah. Probably There's no better business bureau in Thailand, like, apparently. <laughs> 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 well, that, I don't know. Yeah, shit like that. Probably, I don't know if that happens here. It probably doesn't happen here. Probably not. Yeah. Some I mean, shady yeah. shit happens though still. Never. Yeah. I'm sure if you went to like an underground <laughs> gambling thing, it'd probably happen the same thing too. Gotcha. But but so but you did check some of those places out and you were able no, to do nothing. I, I never oh. went. Oh you weren't just for that reason. Went, oh. <laughs> I didn't want to lose all my money. JD's <laughs> like, I just got my four oh one K cash. Now <laughs> I am trying to Man, the government's actually trying to come after me for eight grand for my four oh one K for pulling it out early now. Oh, because uh, <sighs> it's an income they put it as was it like a regular so, 401k or was it like a Roth 401k? I don't really know the no. difference. That's so fucked though. I'm not surprised. First it was, so it was 15,000 and they penalized me 3,000 to pull it out. So I thought that's all that it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And now off of that 12,000, I have to pay another eight. Dude, what? Sense, you know? So you get less than a fucking quarter, like what, a, fi- right. a fifth of your money or something? What the? That doesn't even make sense. Dude. Like, you should get Bruce Leroy out. Take a look at those yeah, paperwork here. See what's going on. <laughs> Unreal, dude. Like that's so you're currently dealing with that now. Like I'm not dealing with it right now. Oh, oh later <laughs> at a later time. <laughs> yeah, that's so fucked, man. But I kudos to you, buddy. I we talked about this before. I I appreciate people who go after their dreams and follow what's in your heart. You know, and sometimes that's a hard thing to do. Obviously, and like you said, I mean, cashed out, left your job, moved in with mom. But when you got something in your heart, you got it there, man. You got to follow it. So it's really the only choice, you know. Yeah. It really, really, really. Uh, what was the? I haven't caught onto that train yet. I'm still ever, doing a day job. 
Yeah, yeah, you you enjoy a lot of it though. I think too. Yeah. You enjoy pretty much everything you do. It seems like. Yeah. Uh, you ever read The Alchemist though? Either one of you guys, the book The Alchemist. I heard one of my friends read it while we were in Thailand, but I never read it. No. Fantastic book, man. Um, what's his name? Kahlo, C A H L O is his last name. Uh, but the book is sort of that idea that everybody has a, a personal legend, is what they call it, and that most people in the world ignore that. But if you really tune into your heart and you really listen to you know the simple things, and sometimes figuring out you know what it is is just shit you enjoy that's that's like number one there's no science to it or anything but that book it's a fictional story but it talks about that about it just walks through how every single person has like this path in life and most of us just ignore it and we do what we're told and we do what's expected but for those of us who stop and really listen it's a hard path to go but it's the only path as you said it's only really good path to go is to follow what's in your heart so fucking a man that's awesome i look forward to seeing you as world champion in five (laughs) seven years so you meditate or anything like that? Or? No, but I am into um, learning about stuff like that. I'm not against it. I just don't know enough about it to practice it. This guy right here, man. Yeah, somewhat. I'm, I'm a, I haven't, I'm been out of practice now. I'm t- pretty into meditation. For a lot of years of my life, I've done Zazen meditation. Like um, It's like Zen Buddhism. Yeah. Like the ma- It's a seated med- meditation. You might have seen it over here. I have like a cushion. It's like the little round pillow you sit on, and then there's like a flat square, square pillow that sits okay. underneath it. I think it's used in a lot of different uh, meditation types, but I did that for a lot of years. But I've always just studied from a book. I never had like a, an actual teacher. Or anything yeah. like it's that. been a while since I've actually done that, and you were the one that got me the... The oh, pad and Zafu the, and the Zafu Bhutan. Yeah, for Zafu, my birthday Zafu and Zafu <laughs> one year. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It hasn't been as used. The green one, right? Yeah, yep. Oh, yeah. So you still got it? <laughs> I still have it, yeah. yeah. You should use it, buddy. You should use it. Nothing else. Just sit there and play video games. <laughs> oh, it's so comfortable. I'm so it zen. is, though. It I'm is. in zen right now. It's super comfortable. The worst part for me was when my uh, I had my knee was jacked up for a while. You remember that? Yep. And uh, so you, I couldn't sit like the half lotus position. And so I had to do this like altered one where you're basically sitting with your feet directly underneath your ass essentially and yeah. then like the pillow sort of in between your legs so um, i did that for a while but i'm back to it i'm glad to say my legs doing better i've been jogging nice. and stuff and i can get back into that position but i don't know that i'd be the best person to teach meditation <laughs> uh just because i never formally studied it or anything like that but i'm definitely into it i've been trying some new stuff too i got I actually got an app on my phone i tried out this um i got the timer which is cool and it has like the gongs on oh, it. oh it's super helpful yeah, yeah. is that the zen through. timer yeah yeah oh, okay cool yeah no that's what i usually use too. yeah uh, no, I found this other one. It's kind of interesting. I just thought I'd try it. I've been trying it out for about a week now. I, th- I can't remember what it's called. It says breathe on here. It's, oh, stop, breathe, and think. Um, but it's a trip because the first thing you do when you log into the app is um, it asks you, like, you basically check in. So it makes you dim the screen for 10 seconds and kind of close your eyes and just sort of ask how you're feeling to yourself. And then you go through and you just sort of answer a few questions and you select a few emotions. It's like, here's sort of where I'm at. And then it gives you all these suggested meditations, like several different ones. You can do all of them. You can pick huh. a couple. And it's really, it's been cool. great, man. I was very skeptical. I'm always skeptical. There's of a fucking app for Western everything. bastardizations of meditation practices. But no, it's, yeah, it's a really good one. I recommend it highly. Uh, it's been been pretty cool it's i think it's particularly good for people who've never done any kind of meditation before and because it's hard as shit you don't realize it i I get this feeling from you you've got this really laid back vibe and with the fighting everything and we've talked about your spare time mostly chilling and smoking (laughs) weed you know hanging out um but people in general i think have in this fast-paced world we live in have a really hard time taking a time out you know just being silent sitting there and just being kind of with your mind and there's a a zen proverb that talked about your mind is essentially like a wild monkey and the practice of zen meditation is spending time in a locked room with a wild monkey and just slowly surely 
taming it. Killing the monkey. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly it. That's exactly That's what would happen with me. Like, fucking monkey. God damn it. Yeah. (laughs) Using my pillow to I was going to say, yeah, fucking cotton everywhere from the pillow. (laughs) What happened in here, buddy? I was trying to tame the monkey. (laughs) Bastard. Uh, there's that's there's that side to fighting though for sure the mental part and like we talked a little bit about the personality thing but there's also just being in a good mental state right like if some crazy shit happened in your personal life like right before a fight surely that's gonna that would have yeah have a pretty strong effect yeah I, I agree I uh, for a while I was trying to trying to figure out another way that I could move ahead of everyone else in the MMA world and I was thinking of uh, mentally being able to control my own mind a little bit more so I was doing some mm-hmm. practices like. Uh, closing my eyes and trying to count to 100 and that was actually really hard to do huh counting all the way to 100 without being distracted in between you know like being pulled off of totally man and that's that essentially what you're describing that's the process of zazen meditation what you do is is when you first start and you have no experience on the in breath you count one and on the out breath, you count two. And the first objective is to get to ten without becoming distracted. It doesn't. It never yeah. happens. Like you, by the time you and you lose track of your number, you're like, "Wait, was that six? Was that seven? <laughs> was that seven? Or seven? Fuck, one." <laughs> you know, it's kind of scary, isn't it? That you're you're that uh, right. much of a train wreck in your own mind. Totally, man. And most of us walk around a train wreck. I think most of the time, you know, that's it's that technology, man. Yeah, there's a lot of that. It's just the fast pace, you know, and the it's fucking constant entertainment, constant distraction. Um, you don't take that time, and there's I think that's so much. There's so much to that, and there's so much ancient wisdom that relates to that. Of first and foremost, stop it within your mind to sort of figure out what's going on and get control of yourself, and then everything thereafter becomes easier because so much of what we do we do impulsively and instinctively and you react without stopping and going what hold on let's look at the situation what's really happening do i need to be mad here is this something i should be upset about and how is that going to pan out you know stuff like that (laughs) but the process of meditation kind of helps you rein that in sort of figure out what's going on in the brain um yeah have you ever had that so you see as far as fights actual number of fights go how many fights have you had i've had four four okay and and they were all in one day, right? Three of them, yeah. Three of them were in one day. And what was the other one? It was uh, my loss back in November. Gotcha. Was that your first fight? Yeah. Okay. Is that what kind of strives you to? It definitely helped me move up. After that fight, I started training with the Elevation Fight Team, which is the best team in Denver or in Colorado. It's where all the dudes who fight in the UFC are training at. Okay. And uh, then I went to Thailand. and I, That was three weeks after that I went to Thailand. And started working my ass off. There's a drastic then, difference, huh? Came back and won three fights. <laughs> well, one of them well, I was there. <laughs> oh, be my first oh, that was in back. Thailand, those three fights. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. So before that, were you just doing your own thing then? Before you got with that ele- elevations and after your first loss, you were just doing your own thing or what? I've been training at Zingano uh, since I have since I started. Okay. So I still train there. I coach there now. Oh, okay. So you also supplement a little bit of the income yeah. by training too? There you go. Maybe you should do some music lessons, Dollar. No, to teach music or whatever. Yeah. You know, freshman David Freshman was yeah. telling me that he does that a lot. Yeah. He makes a lot of money on the side doing that, uh, teaching people instruments and yeah. stuff. 
Yeah, I don't know. I might be a client of JD's here. We were talking the other day. Absolutely. He was telling him I'm looking to lose a little weight. And I said, I don't want to necessarily be a fighter. I don't want to get in the ring with people, but I would love to train like a fighter. Just be able to have that agility and that be, be able to be in that good of shape and Maybe. have that mental Yeah, I'm looking to shave, dude. So <laughs> yeah. I might be coming to you, too. Du dual <laughs> sessions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tony and Mike fight. Yeah. Like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Good ratings. <laughs> <laughs> Whole mess of things happening down there. I don't even know what I'm doing. Yeah. No, I can't imagine. It's one of those things people don't think about. It. That's what's always so funny. Like all these different like clips of you see video clips of people getting into fights, you know, street fights and stuff yeah. like that. Or maybe that's just me watching that shit. But people do it, and it's amazing how cocky people are with no training, <laughs> and you don't realize it until they start fighting, and then instantly you're like, oh my god, like this is definitely a lopsided fight. And but the guy in the beginning was the most confident. You know, he just doesn't even think twice about it. You don't realize how challenging it is challenging it is to actually go into combat with a person and, tr and try to overwhelm them versus being overwhelmed yourself and i think that's part of being a fighter too right is you kind of have you have to be a, it seems like you got to be a little bit cocky i mean you gotta yeah. have that confidence to go in there and do that shit. i think everybody believes in themselves just a little too much but that's okay that's you know? probably true <laughs> i definitely believe in myself you know so everybody should yeah 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 you have to you have to you have to think that you're going to win because if you if you're thinking about the fact that you're going to lose this fighter if you go in there scared then you're probably going to get beat up you know you're probably mm. going to react the wrong way right and there's examples of that of guys you know win 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 never lost never lost, get knocked out one time and then they're never the same or they yep. lose that one fight and it's the mental game yeah, you know absolutely. that, that kind of gets fucked with oscar de la hoya yeah roy jones jr yeah <laughs> once they got once they got that loss is that when you think of him is that the first memory that is that the main thing that pops in your head because for me Ooh. it's always pacquiao golden boy Golden Boy, yeah. when he went downhill. Yeah. Every time I think about him, I always think about that Pacquiao fight when he, he, he kept just on looked, fighting after. He him, looked dude. too small. He was too light of a weight, and he just he, he was getting he dropped older. a lot of weight for that one. Right? Oh yeah, yeah no, he dropped, dropped a shit yeah. ton. Yeah, that's right. Because he went from welter to feather, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to make the fight happen, he wanted to, he wanted to make it happen. Good, I mean, good on him for that, I guess. But but he got destroyed. That's always what I think of. You big boxing fan? You watch much boxing? I'm a Golovkin fan right now. Are you? Okay. Well, I like all combat sports. Yeah, I imagine. Do you watch? Do you have? Do you have? Do you watch much sports or? Yeah, I do. I watch a okay. decent amount. I I haven't watched much mainstream sports since I've been training. I guess not as much as I used to, but that that's always been Goes. my passion is sports since I was a little kid. Yeah, that's right. That's what you said. You played sports in high school yeah, and stuff like that well, too. Before high school, even before, would you play? Uh, basketball, football, baseball track nice. and field so you already had the good hand-eye coordination before that yep. yeah no shit track and field basketball football damn what'd you do dollar <laughs> i played the clarinet <laughs> <laughs> i played basketball for a lot of years until uh when i started high school i stopped playing but uh no i never could have played football i was way too i thought i was way too small i mean and you fight at a light weight too because you're six one you're same height as six me. foot lost oh, oh that's Can't right claim it anymore. we talked about that <laughs> yeah the, the training <laughs> compact in his spine right there yeah i guess that's a real thing huh I you, should, you should hit up that inversion table a couple times stretch it out <laughs> stretch it out <laughs> get that inch back uh, <laughs> oh man yeah we talked about it before too no i don't think on a podcast but remember i was i was same thing for me i was six two buddy but i lost an inch i don't know if anything physical happened to me i just found out that i was six one and three quarters in front of my family so from that point on at the denver museum of natural science right? yeah because they have that super precise thing you have to take i knew i was in trouble when i had to take the shoes on. i'm like oh, i never looked at this that closely i'm 62 i'm 62 i'm 62 <laughs> no i'm not <laughs> and everybody wouldn't let me forget it yeah i'm a i'm about 225 right yeah. now mike 
So well, that's what I did, I did the same thing. And I was I was afraid of the same thing. Well, because Tira <laughs> did it too. And Tira was um she was told her whole life she was five five, five five, five five, five five. Oh boy. And then it was like five four. And she's like, I'm sure. And I think when we were at the the museum, I think she was even shorter on that one too. It was like five three and three quarters. So she's like shrinking. My wife is shrinking. Your wife is shrinking. But we went to it and it was bam. I was like, yes. It was like a passing a test score or something like that. What are you? I'm six three. Six three. Yeah. I was like, I'm six three. Yes. Yeah. Six three. Two hundred fifty. Yeah. We could lose weight, Mike. We were both super skinny dudes in our youth. I've seen pictures of you. Your arms were like, yeah, it was like a beanpole, man. Freaking ridiculous. There's a picture of him standing with his arms out like this in a picture. And I don't I've know. I've never measured Maybe you should have been a boxer, dude. I bet you got long ass reach. Do you know what your reach I don't is? No, I've never measured my reach. You should measure it. I bet it's pretty decent. I don't know. Yeah. All I did was football, I did cross country because I was a, right, a beanpole. I had long legs and didn't have a lot of weight to carry. So it was just like, whoop. Yeah. It's like a video game. Not it's even like breathing heavy at the end. Yeah. Eat a cheeseburger after yeah. the race. <laughs> did that cross country basketball, obviously. And then I did volleyball. And was it? Hmm. How much of the how much of people gaining weight as they get older? Do you think is like a genetic thing or a biological thing that happens? And how much of it do you think is just like lifestyle change, mentality change? Because it seems like there's an element of both, but I, sometimes it feels like we get really carried away with the biology thing. Like, oh, you know, I'm coming up on 40. And, but then you can't help but see people on TV who are professional fighters or fighting at 40. <laughs> yeah. and you know what I mean? Like, or like Franz said, he is that the um, natural bodybuilder who's 55 years old, and he's like... <laughs> yeah. Maybe it just gets harder. I don't know. What do you think? I think you can break genetic molds with, with hard work, but yeah. I think it does uh, pose a problem. It's, it's not that easy, you know? Yeah, as Joe Rogan's father time is a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get you no matter what. Because there, obviously there's something to it. Because even if you're taking really good care of your body and you're overcoming a lot of that, it's hard to picture you fighting at 104. You know? yeah. like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you will eventually. Well, it's like um, on the radio station, uh, 107.5 here. Yeah. I was listening to the morning show one day because Mike and Mike wasn't on. They had Dan Levitard on instead. And I don't like You don't like Dan I don't like Dan Levitard. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I was listening to them. And it just so happened to be, um, they were talking about, uh, I knew when I grew older, when, and it was like people giving examples and everything like that. And um, I was thinking about it. It's like, man, I knew when I grew older, when they started playing the fucking jams that I grew up with on Cool 105. <laughs> yeah. Because when I was a kid on Cool 105, they played like the 60s, like the 50s and yeah. 60s, like the old like big band music, you know? We've talked about that because for me it was Pearl Jam. The first time I heard Pearl Jam on the on the classic rock station, fucking next to Led Zeppelin, I was like, "What? <laughs> like these guys were the shit when I was in high school." Right? Like, what happened? And then I also my other thing that um, I knew when I got older was what two months ago when I was redoing my backyard and I was hauling oh, three and I hauled four tons of mulch and two tons of gravel. I was like, "I got this shit." Did it all, and I had help with uh, Joe, Jody. But for the two tons of gravel, I did it all by myself. With the you moved two tons of gravel on your own. Yeah, fuck, dude. From the from the front yard where they dumped it to the backyard. Yep, and That's dude was just doing it, doing it, doing it. I was fine, right? Fine that night, next day, day after that, and then like three, four days, man. All of a sudden, I like seized was laying up. and bit my. Back. I was like, ah, my back. I was like, oh my god, remember? I told you? Yeah, well, I remember. I had to go to the chiropractor, dude, and 
I was like, man, that's fucking old if I had to go to a chiropractor. Shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> My moment was the ear hair. You remember that? Remember yeah. I told you about that? Yeah. It's like, what the fuck's going what on is here? This? I look, <laughs> notice it in the mirror. Somebody said, I think it might have even been you. Yeah. So, I think it was you that said something to me. I'm like, no. I think I was in denial. Looked in the mirror. I was like, oh, shit. There's hair growing out of my ear. <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening? So if any of our listeners want to send Tony Dollar that little <laughs> No, I hooked it up. I got one. I got a little, I got a little trimmer I use. This is what you get to look forward to, J.D.? I hope not. Your hair, your hair, and <laughs> fucking throwing your back out. But in your defense, though, I don't know how much of that getting old that was, and how much that was just that's just a shit ton of work. I did landscaping for about four years, and yeah. that's that's not easy, man. Moving gravel like that. You were you using like a? Do you have a wheelbarrow on a flat yeah. shovel or something like that? Wheelbarrow on a snow shovel. Because <laughs> I was like, snow shovel can get more in. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean when I say a flash shovel. Yeah. It depends on what kind you have. No, using a, a snow shovel. regular snow shovel. A snow shovel. You know, uh, the ones with the curved handles, like the big scoop thing is... Scoop shovel. Like, oh. Yeah. Just like Those are actually good, brutal. but yeah. Yeah? It is brutal. Especially when you fucking I didn't fill wanna, that thing up well, every time. Well, because I didn't want to... Like, I wanted to do it fast. I didn't want to take my time and... Eh, 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 I was like, get it in there. Get it in there. <laughs> I'm like the opposite. I'm like the small axe, man. A <laughs> little bit of time. We'll get done eventually. That time will come. No. We're way off topic. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Back to fighting then. Yeah. You have a fight that's this Friday. Um, where is it at? What time is it? And are there ticket prices? Tickets are 40 bucks a piece. It's at the National Western Stock Show off of I-70 across from the Coliseum. And it is August 14th this Friday at Either six or seven. I'm not sure when it starts. So that's uh, yeah, the early bitches. Yeah. So the national national western complex is the um, I-70 in Washington. That's a big venue, man. It's huge. It's a giant venue. Yeah. And so okay, forty dollars. So maybe we'll get the we'll get the website from you. We'll put it on the the page once we get the episode loaded and everything like that. So. And I really wanted to go so bad. I got a three hour show that night, unfortunately. That'll but you'll have you'll have to keep me posted on fights, dude. I'd love to Absolutely. go. Absolutely. I've never even been to a fight. You've been to a fight before, Mike? Any kind of fight? Boxing? Anything? I've seen them. No, I've just seen street fights. I was bouncing. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we had the bouncer episode. You saw some crazy shit, dude. Yeah. No. No real fights. So so what are you doing this week? Is this week kind of a... You kind of kick back a little bit and... I'll go in and... uh, I'll train, but real light. I won't do any actual contact with anybody. Just moving around, staying loose, and cutting weight, mostly. Yeah. What are you weighing at right now? I've got about 10 pounds to go. Okay. And it's going to be at 165? 60. 160. 160. Okay. So about 170. Yeah. Yeah. He's about the uh, exact size I was when I met my wife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, any, any real shitty moments since you've been doing this? Because obviously it's a passion. Most of it's probably really great most of the time. Obviously losing maybe. Losing would definitely be the, the shittiest moment. But uh, I've loved all of it. It's been really hard. I've worked really hard, and I know I'm gonna have to work even harder. But I've I've enjoyed every minute of it. Even the, even the bad ones are good. Even the bad, yeah. Well, like we talked about it, I think that starting off with a loss could have been one of the greatest things yeah, that ever absolutely. happened to you. Yeah, if I could sit you to Thailand, got <laughs> real serious real fast, came back and whipped some ass. So you're going pro. When's your estimate? Probably the end of end of this year okay we'll see though yeah we talked that's ambitious as fuck too absolutely yeah good do you have fight. other fights lined up already right now uh, or soon anybody who wants me to fight for their card <laughs> just just let me know as soon as this fight's over i'm ready to go <laughs> <laughs> just some more experience 
And again, that's JD Hardwick. <laughs> yeah, give away, we can give your Twitter handle away too. I saw you got some shit happening on Twitter, buddy. <laughs> yeah, what is your Twitter handle? It is J A D I H A R D W I C K, JD Hardwick. Easy enough. Did I did I add you on Twitter? I think I did. Did we add each other? I'm not sure. I've been on I added you. I added Tony. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this fucking guy. I'm also Go. Tony's uh, social media manager, <laughs> particularly Twitter, buddy. I don't Pro get, bono. Don't get the Twitter. I was. We were. We, everybody had a good laugh. On. We just got back from a little vacation with the family. Went to Cheyenne Mountain Zoo down in Colorado Springs. We're hanging out. But I was going through my Twitter and I was just kind of bragging about you about how good you are on Twitter and how many <laughs> followers you got me and stuff in a real short period of time. And then I was going through and I was like. I don't really get it. I don't, I don't know. It's the worst when you don't even know what questions to ask. You're like, I don't know why I don't get Twitter. I don't know what happens, but I was looking through the tweets. I was looking at all yours and like every single one, you know, multiple retweets and favorites <laughs> and shit. And then we get to one. I'm like, Oh, I wrote this one. And did you happen to see the one I put up like there? Nothing. The, no, it was the Buffalo soldier one. Did you see that? Uh-uh. Shit? <laughs> I thought I was so clever. Cause you told me it's how about hashtags. Yeah. So I looked up the day and it was Buffalo soldier day. And for people who don't know, Buffalo soldiers were the African-Americans that fought in civil war. They were recruited and, and, and and fought in the union uh and uh for the union and so i did some what i thought was a creative tweet had some hashtags about uh, buffalo soldiers and my whole family's rolling they're like what the fuck are you serious you thought people were going to be interested in buffalo so it's a little history tweet is that what you did like oh, i just don't get it buddy it's all about twitter is essentially microblogging. did you hear about that dude who wrote a book on twitter one tweet at a time wrote yeah. an entire book huh. yeah was it, or about the dude that was he made a whole entire album music album by just going into the apple store and he would like record songs on like the free computers at the apple <laughs> store and he did a whole album he made a whole album in the apple store i'll have to find out who it is that seems tricky as shit you'd have to have like a hard drive with you probably right no i think just to the cloud just oh, just, oh. The cloud. <laughs> right so he'd go in use the like <laughs> Fucking sample or whatever. Not sample. What is it? Display computer. Yeah. <laughs> you did an album. Yeah. That seems insane. Insane. And a whole album for free. It had to have been like like uh, dance music or tech, something that was electronic because I can't imagine a guy trying to... some singing on I was going to say, how are you laying vocals in the fucking store? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brings his mic in and plugs that shit right into the computer. Starts recording an album. It's insane. Insanity, man. Um... Okay, so do you have now after this fight? How soon after will you fight again, or do you not know? As soon as I can, honestly, anybody. What's any the minimum amount of time that you need in order to train for a fight? I'm, I've already been training for this fight. Uh, so I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, three in one day. So there's, <laughs> he's like, there is no minimum. Twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just have to be able to make weight, and we're good to go. As long as I'm not injured from this. Fight. Yeah, and so how do you go about like um, securing fights and stuff like that? Like, how does that work? Is that through like my a manager? Or okay, okay, gotcha. I was just looking at that a second ago. Your coach is, uh, is that Dylan Fussell? That was my coach in uh, Thailand. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Who's your coach now? Or you just have multiple coaches? Have tons, yeah. That's what you were yeah, saying before. Yeah, yeah. Like, so what kind of coaches do you have? I mean, you've got, they obviously specialize in different areas. Yeah. Uh, Hans Thompson and uh, Matt Sims are my main uh, jujitsu instructors. They're both black belts at Zingano. Uh, Christian Allen is one of my striking coaches. Uh, all my teammates at Elevation Fight Team are are all the best fighters in the world, so they're all my coaches. You know, they all give me advice and help me out. Yeah, um, man, that's so crazy. And then, so like, so when you're training and stuff, I mean, you're 
are you mostly just listening most of the time? I mean, these guys are like, like as far as skill set training, skill training, where you're like learning different. To learn like new techniques? Yeah, new techniques. Yeah. Skill <laughs> techniques. That's what I'm trying to say. Yep. I would be listening and, and watching and it. Just and just kind of demonstrate. Drilling it. Sort of, oh, Drilling is okay. the most important thing, getting reps. Is it usually like a one-on-one kind of setting you're in or is it? No. It's like a class of. Yeah. The team's all there. Everybody's there. Gotcha. Lots of people. Gotcha. Cool. Is, that, is it? Does everybody? Is there any other people in your class that feel the same way? They're gonna be a world champion in five, seven years. I hope so. I hope yeah. they all feel that way. <laughs> nice. Do you feel like uh, you're one of the stronger ones in the class as of right now? Uh, depends where I'm training that day. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. He's like, is that striker? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I keep losing my train of thought, dude. I got too many news articles pulled Did up you, over uh, here. <laughs> You do a little bowl before you go. No, I didn't. I should have. Again, again, I'm all slow when I don't, buddy. Oh, just like the the land and the the sea thing. <laughs> yeah, it seems right, like you right. operate soon normal I, when you're yeah, high. Yeah, yeah, then when you're not high, fucked up and let myself get sober again. <laughs> Shit ain't right. Uh, so you're a big fan of marijuana, yes? I am a huge fan. Hell yes, buddy. Me too. It's a good state to be in for that right now. Absolutely. Hopefully, eventually, it would be the whole world would be a good place to be, and everybody will be cool with the pot. Well, again, it's what DUIs are down, violent crimes right. are down. Mm-hmm. It's made a shit ton of money for the state. Yep. I mean, it's just. Yep. And Chris Christie still wants that shit gone. I become president. Yeah. That's stupid ass. What the hell? I don't understand it. Do you feel like it? Do you feel like there's a like a spiritual side to the marijuana, to the weed? It sounds I sound funny when I say marijuana. It's bad enough, I'm like coming up on forty and I got three kids, and then I call it the uh, marijuana. The, marijuana. the uh, do you smoke the marijuana cigarettes? You have the hashish. The hashish. <laughs> uh, do you think there's a spiritual side to it? I think that uh, there's a lot of medicinal things it does for me, and I think that mentally it puts me in a great state. I don't know about spiritually. No. Oh, okay. I think that. It makes me look at things in a much more open way, and I like I like the state of mind. It also helps me focus a lot. I can't really learn new things while I'm a little high, but yeah, I can no. definitely rip out things that I already know. Right, it helps right. me focus and see things differently. Yeah, well, that's the common misconception though. Two people think that the <laughs> weed fucks up your long term memory. <laughs> like it doesn't. You're not going to lose <laughs> memories from years ago. <laughs> but I might forget that I fucking have my lighter in my hand right now. Like, that could happen. Or that you put all your eighths inside of one container. <laughs> <laughs> Or I lose my own weed. <laughs> oh, not that that's happened to anybody I know or anything like that. Jesus. Well, there was a, a post that I saw and it said, um, uh, I think it was my, my uh, stepbrother. He put it on there and it was like, it's showing uh, what happens after you smoke a bowl. And they're showing the refrigerator and there was a remote control inside the refrigerator. <laughs> that's so me. But I do that even sober though, man. I'm, I'm just that guy. I'm the space cadet sometimes. And that's, that's, I guess that's another part of the meditation too that's of big value is that staying in the present moment because that's the other thing. Not only is there a wild monkey in our, for brains all the time, but like at the same time, it's also just that like not being able to just stop and just embrace the every experience that you're in. Just on autopilot. Yeah, that's how the remote ends up in the fridge is you're not fucking in the present moment. <laughs> you're failing at Zen when you put the remote in the refrigerator. That's for damn sure. You right. do... Is it the time? Are no, no, no. It's not that time. I just I think it's the time that we ask him the question. Oh, the island question. Yeah. <laughs> you going to hit him up? Yeah, yeah. So uh, you're stuck on a desert island. 
for the rest of your life. You got everything you need to feel happy and comfortable. You got plenty of food. You even have a way to play music. However, you can only play one album for the rest of your life. What's your album? Jedi Mind Tricks, Violent by Design. Ooh. I don't know that is. Yeah. <laughs> but again, anything that I don't know is I go back and I listen to and I, I I'm open to all music. I like all music. Do you? Yeah. Country. What kind of music is it? What's Jedi Mind Tricks? It's rap, underground rap. Okay, that's right. We talked about this before. Yeah. You have uh, one of their biggest hits is it says Deathless Light. Fraudulent Fraudulent Cloth. Song. Fraudulent Cloth's a really good song. That's their new album. Hey, is that by A out. is that Amon, the same guy that did yeah. the fuck you song? And he's actually really good in that song. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> I might like that then. I might like that. That's a really good song. That just came out like June first. Nice. Wow, yeah, they've been at it a while too, man. They started in 96. Holy shit. So they originated in 1993 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Wow. Cool. Take a listen. Yeah, it's definitely like a staple of underground hip hop, I think. Oh, political okay. hip hop too, dude. Really? It's classified as that too, yeah. Okay. So they're saying real shit. Absolutely. That's, that's a good good quality to have in your music, man. Sometimes that stuff bothers me so bad. We just rhyme. Just yeah. rhyming, just rhyming stuff like yeah, Nicki Minaj, and, or sometimes done Nicki Minaj and Lil Wayne, just rhyming stuff. Yeah, and well, and I, and I kind of like I I respect the skills of of Nicki Minaj in particular, like especially with rapping, singing too, and stuff. But that's always a question to me: is like the you know what is it you're saying? You know, like what are you doing with What's your with, message with your with your art? Yeah, what is your message? And doesn't I'm not saying everybody has to be like a gung ho, like you know, super politically active and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but you know, some of these songs obviously are fucking ridiculous the stuff the actual subject matter of the song cake 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 yeah right exactly and the song is just cake over and over again you're like what the hell i don't understand what's happening right now this music you're getting paid a lot of money for this song right now yeah i kind of ruined things for my wife because she she was saying she never listened to lyrics and because i remember when we were first dating and stuff like you know some hip-hop song would be on or whatever and i'd be like oh shit this song is crazy and she'd be like what are you talking about? Like, do you hear the words? You know, and I'd like tell her some of the verses and it'd be slang a lot of times too. My yeah. wife's from the Philippines originally, so picking up slang is always a kind of a weird thing. And so I explained, you know, they're basically they're talking about fucking baby. That's, that's what he's saying. He's talking about fucking multiple bitches. You know, and then like I tell her and, she, and so now she listens all the time. And so I've ruined a lot of songs that she used to like. She's like it's like, uh, remember Jesse, Jesse Lennon? Um, the buddy we used to lurk <laughs> yeah. with his uh, his mom listened to the song um, "Pumped Up Kicks" yeah. by Foster the People, <laughs> and she was disturbed by the lyrics. She's like, "What?" <laughs> Jesse listens to that. No, when he said oh. his mom listened to that song, oh. and she was like, "Did you know what they're saying in that song?" <laughs> yeah. You know what? I never figured out. <laughs> I'm gonna, I can't believe I'm gonna confess this shit. Remember Rack City? Yeah. Rack, Rack what the fuck City. are they talking about? Seriously. <laughs> I've asked that question. <laughs> you don't know either. Thank Jesus. I'm going to look that so up here. Please look it up. Is it a city? Is it a strip club? Yeah, what are we what talking about? That's what I thought, it was, that's what I thought too. I thought it was a strip club because he's saying rack. He's yeah. saying yeah. rack, rack city. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a 20? What well, but I was working, city. it was big when we were working at JIU, buddy, when we were working there, and it seemed like everybody on the fucking floor knew what that song was about except me, and they got a real kick out of the fact that I didn't know what it was about. <laughs> So I'm, I'm relieved to find out that there are other people that don't know what the hell that song is about. <laughs> it says Rack City. Here's the, okay, Urban Dictionary. Okay. I always le- love listening to Urban Dictionary's uh, <laughs> For sure. um, takes on it. Rack City. Yeah. The best song of all time that involves a grandma on a D 
tens on titties and girls with no asses wearing ponchos. <laughs> a truly artful song that illustrates Tyga's true proficiency in the English language. Rolling Stone said of the song, this modern-day rap anthem to the city of Rax is 2011's version of Imagine to be Imagine or Born to Run. That helped me in no way. So what is Rack City? What is Rack City? I don't get it. <laughs> What's, oh, here's now Rack, I'm really pissed here's a Rack City back chick. how confident everybody was. Oh, here it is. Rack City chick is a Vegas stripper. Oh, so that, it is a stripper. That there. Rack City chick be snatching those dollars while she's dancing on the pole. That's what the user in the... Yeah, with a, per- <laughs> you a perfect accent there, Mike. That's excellent. That's excellent. Uh, what do you, you think it's time maybe to... Uh, Hit up a little bit of the fun, fun facts. facts. So, if you want, I can send you some fun facts in the future. It's a little bit about 50 facts. Um, send it every Friday. Friday fun facts. Um, and if anybody else is listening, we have a few more people that have requested this. So, um, Mike and Tony Show at WROMRadio.net. Um, and I'll get you the facts out. And uh, this week, a uh, good amount of them on there, buddy. Yeah, uh, the first one. The first one was definitely caught my eye because I play guitar. A study found that a woman is far more likely to give a stranger her phone number if he is holding a guitar. No. That's what Mitch Jones always said, remember? He said well, that's what he, he wanted yeah. to be a He's musician. Like, a lot of us comedians want to be musicians, so we get laid more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, though, that to see an actual study that was done that shows that it's actually true. Like, if you're holding a guitar, a woman's more likely to give her phone number to you. How about this one? Okay. A newspaper posted a poll asking readers if watching Blackfish, which is a documentary about the whole SeaWorld thing, about the orcas being captive and all that stuff, um, changed their opinions of SeaWorld. The results were No. It was actually later revealed that 55% of the votes came from one single IP address, <laughs> which was hosted by SeaWorld. Uh, oh, big surprise there, right? No, 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 no. I feel like I heard something about SeaWorld recently, right? Somebody was somebody infiltrated or something like that. Really? It was. Uh, I think so. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't bring shit up, and I don't know what I'm talking about. I just like the commercials that they have now. Have you seen them on TV? And it's like, here at SeaWorld... We don't take the animals from the wild anymore, and da, 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 you know they're you know saying that you know we have them they breed and you know the, the, they're in the, captivity they're in captivity they breed and stuff like that <laughs> yeah and it was it was talking about all these things and there was another company that made like a parody of that and it was like <laughs> we don't we don't cap we don't capture uh, orcas anymore because we incessantly breed them with their brothers and sisters <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're just like oh well that's the thing yeah that's so funny. Yeah, no, I heard something like that. It was one, either somebody had infiltrated SeaWorld and was working there that was like an animal rights activist, or it might have been somebody who was working at, as like a SeaWorld employee infiltrated a, a animal rights activist group. Huh. Something. Some, huh. They got found out, though, and shit got crazy. <clears throat> Where's, uh, Philip Morris, speaking of shady shit, Philip <laughs> Morris discovered that its new fire-safe cigarettes were instead much more apt to cause fires. Their response was to fire the scientists who told them this. <laughs> that shit happens all the time, too. Yep. Science is one... Of, we've talked about that on the show before. Stats is one of those things. I mean, you can just manipulate numbers. I'm sure you can do, you know, fucked up scientific studies, too, that show you exactly what you want so that you can push your product more oh, or whatever. Yeah, for sure. 
The lobbying is a lot, right? Lobbying does the same thing. We just need more fucking accountability in general. You know what I mean? Shit like that. Like, if you get in trouble or something like that, it's like a slap on the wrist kind of thing. Like, there's people's lives going on there. Like, you're putting something out on the market that's supposedly supposed to be fire safe that's not. You know, like, shit like that happens all the time. And there's no accountability. That's why it keeps fucking happening. Yeah. Like, you get a fine or you, you have some, you know, some sort of slap on the wrist, but it's never like. No, you should be on trial, motherfucker. Like, people died because of your shit. Yeah. Maybe not because of that. I don't know the details behind that one. But. <laughs> How about this? Uh, last Thursday was the last episode of The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. I mean, The Daily yeah. Show is going to go on, mm-hmm. but it's not with Jon Stewart. But The Daily Show has won a total of 20 Emmys, stagging one every year from the years 2003 all the way to 2012. It actually makes that show the longest winning Emmy streak in history of television. Wow. So crazy. And they it's nine mean, years, dude. Just look, you got an Emmy every single year for nine years. Right. I mean, they changed how a generation got their news. I yeah. mean that's we've seen all those kind of different numbers on that. Like the vast majority yeah. of younger people get their news from shit like that. You yeah. Get your news from Comedy Central. And it's funny how John Stewart always pointed out that that's sad. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's really fucking disappointing. I'm not a newscaster. Like we're not the news. <laughs> we're making people. fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're making fun of it. But but I think it's people want authenticity. We've talked about that before. People want people to just be real and keep it real and be honest about stuff and let's have open conversations and so much of the news isn't. I mean, it's just every it's like everything. It's just run by money. They're just trying to make more money and please the people who are paying them money and that kind of thing. Uh, people who have the ability to forgive others are generally happier and have a longer life expectancy. No shit there, right? Yeah. yeah we were talking about well, with your fights too, you know, right after immediately. It's just a respect. Yeah, respect. People need more respect in general. This one right here, this is um, also reminds me of like uh, Mercedes Benz. Um, but Dr. Jonas Salk, the man who actually discovered the polo vaccine, he didn't patent the drug. So this made the drug more affordable to the general public. But it's estimated that he lost about $7 billion for himself wow. because he didn't do that. Is that on purpose? Yeah. That's so everybody really cool. can have it. So everybody wow. can have it. That's the same with Mercedes Benz. Uh, Mercedes-Benz didn't patent the ABS braking system because they wanted everybody to have safer vehicles and, and like be able Tesla, to Tesla, didn't he do something like that? Too? I feel like no, Tesla forgot oh. to do his patent. <laughs> there was no, there yeah. was no Tesla, altruistic. He, he had a patent, I believe, and it like ran out, and then another family came in and took the patent in. And he was like, fuck. Yeah. Oh, that's a totally different deal. Uh, while filming the Blair Witch Project, if one of the actors wanted to break character, he or she would say, Taco. <laughs> what a fucking odd choice of words. <laughs> Taco, huh? That that movie was terrible. Did you, did you guys watch that? Did you ever see the Blair yeah, Witch? Yeah, I was pretty young when it came out. It was a trip, though. It, it, was, was, a, it was in high I school. I mean, when I say terrible, I'm really just referring to how fucking sick it made me watching the <laughs> camera work. Because it was. It was a really creative idea at the yeah. time that eventually got beat into the ground. Like, yeah. like the whole thing. Well, because... Everyone had to be all, it's not real, it's not real, it's not real. But they made it out to be so like, oh my gosh. And they're like, no, those are actors. I just saw them on another show. You're like, god damn it. Yeah. I thought it was really cool until yeah. now. <laughs> what was the one? I liked the one that was sort of in that same vein. What was the, uh, it was like a demon. It was like a couple moved into a house and there was a fucking demon in the what? house. Yeah, you probably saw Paranormal it. Activity. Paranormal yeah. Activity. That's the one I'm talking about. They've like 10 of those now, haven't they? Yeah. It's yeah. It's the first one was good. I first enjoyed one the first was good, one. Yeah. Uh, but then, I, yeah, they quickly went downhill. And then 
just became one of those things. You're like it was a math problem for them. Like, eh, it's not gonna be a huge blockbuster, but we can keep making money for a while. So, how about keep uh, out. how about this one? One more. Okay. Now that we were talking about how we're getting older and everything, and shit's been happening, <laughs> Will Smith is actually now older than Uncle Phil was at the beginning of Fresh Prince. Wow. Oh my God! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Damn. Father Time wasn't as cruel to him as Uncle Phil, huh? No. <laughs> he hung in there pretty good. Yeah. Actually, Will Smith's one of those weird ones. He doesn't look that much older. If he doesn't. You look back, he looks pretty He's in similar. that new movie, The Suicide Squad. You guys see that? That looks he's, really He's dope. dead shot. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen this. Damn, that sounds good. Yeah. He's been awesome for a long time. That was my first mm-hmm. cassette tape was him and DJ Jazzy oh, Jazz. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Parents yes. just didn't understand. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Damn, and you had a cassette tape, huh? Yeah. Fucking A. That was the first thing I had, too. Remember talking about that? Yeah. Vanilla Ice, MC Hammer. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> i got to be honest. Though. Yeah. That was the first two things I bought. <laughs> like this, this, uh, yeah, I said mine was a mixtape for my aunt. That's right. And then my very next one I purchased on my own was PM Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. I like some PM Dawn for sure, man, back in the day. All right, man. You want to hit up a little bit of the uh, news? News. I already said the John Stewart one, so that one was taken from me. So your turn. Uh, yeah, J- uh, James Holmes, the dude who shot up the theater here in Aurora, uh, was spared the death penalty. They did not. Surprisingly, too, everyone. Yeah, well, because they couldn't agree on it, right? Yeah. It was like that clause where if they can't come to a decision, he just doesn't get the death penalty. Yeah. It's got to be unanimous. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I'm not pro-death penalty myself. Okay. I always feel like no matter what it is, raping's raping, killing's killing. And I don't. I'm not really a supporter of that in general. Easy for me to stay safe from afar. Like the one dude who lost, like what was his, like four year old daughter or something yeah. like that. Try to imagine being in that situation. Um, I hope that my morals would still be the same, but I can't guarantee it. I think there's a certain amount of human instinct that just kicks in, and you you feel a lot of rage. And what about you, JD? You know, I just feel like it's not my place to to decide what happens to him. You know, right? Not on the jury. Yeah. Well, they also said, like, and another one would brought it up and say, I guess he does have some schizophrenia, apparently. Yeah, he no, he actually is diagnosed yeah. schizophrenic. Yeah, schizophrenic <laughs> and everything like that. And so, and they've also shown studies on things that death penalty isn't a deterrent to criminal activities. Otherwise, there would be no murders, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's multiple murders. I mean, shoot, right after that, there's multiple shootings everywhere. You know, oh, still was, there was just <clears throat> another one in Nashville, right? Yep, there was yep. just another theater shooting in Nashville. Before that, there was yep. one in, was it North the, the church shooting. Don't forget about the church oh, yeah. shooting. There was yeah. the Virginia Tech thing. No, it's insanity, man. Yeah. There's it's, people, guns everywhere. Yeah, there's that. I mean, the fact that guns are there, guns are everywhere too, but it's almost like it's it's just a... I don't know, a cultural illness. People are so miserable and they're not getting the help that they need. And like this guy... It's it's insane because I actually I won't go into details about it, but I have uh, sort of a family member who who is schizophrenic and like I wasn't surprised by some of the stuff like they're looking through his notebooks. I mean, he was de- planning the details of like exactly what he's going to do, and he booby trapped his apartment, you know, in a really yeah. complicated but detailed way. Like, dude was definitely off his rocker, but he was consistently planning it, and that's sort of what they came to. It was like, well, this guy 
knew what he was doing. He was planning it and doing the whole thing. But it was also like I know from experience and sort of seeing that kind of thing is like they also believe things like, you know, the government's trying to kill me right now. Like yeah. People are trying, you know, they're very, very highly paranoid and, and believe these things that seem outlandish to normal people. So it's a hard, that's a hard thing to navigate. And the other thing is too, when you get in the conversations with people about that, when something horrific like that happens you know people are just innocently killed in a theater and one of them was a little girl and that kind of stuff rationality kind of goes away i've noticed you it's hard to have a conversation about it because it's it's one of the things well yeah i don't give a shit i don't give i don't care if he was schizophrenic i don't give a fuck he killed a four-year-old girl he's a fucking needs to die fuck that guy and it's hard to how do you penetrate that you know and there's a lot of that Sure, Mike. What are you doing over there, buddy? I'm looking at articles. One thing that I'm like shaking my head over here. There's an article here. Um, Meta World Peace. You guys know who? <laughs> yeah. Who is, right, right. AKA Ronitas. <laughs> yeah. Um, Meta World oh, Peace Meta shines World. light on mental health in sports. Like, who made him the <laughs> say all for mental health in sports? I mean, he should yeah. be the subject of yeah, it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, dude. Oh, uh, yeah. What do you think of Brandon Marshall? Because he's kind of been a advocate, but he—that's a whole different story. Yeah, he's the bipolar advocate thing. On the, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was funny. Middle world peace shines light. Yeah, that is. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Um, you punched out a fan, dude. God, that was crazy. You remember that? Yeah, that's like twenty. That's like twenty Ten. years again, too. <laughs> Something stupid. <laughs> it's like a long time ago. No, I think it's fifteen years. I know I just saw like the anniversary of it the yeah. other day. Was, yep. They're making a big deal. Of it. Was yeah. it? I mean, it was a couple of months ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was saying something like that. I think it was like a 15 year anniversary or something stupid like That's that. Crazy. But yeah, I remember that dude. It was in, it was in Detroit. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was in Detroit and it was, uh, it was back in the day when Detroit had Rashid Wallace and, uh, big Ben. Right. What do you do if a fan throws a cup at you? <laughs> I don't go into the bench. <laughs> I don't go into the stands and start crowd. punching people. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing was, what if somebody throws a, you know, a, a cup into the, the ring when you're fighting? I don't even think it would bother me. Uh, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, That's the big thing, right? <laughs> like, aren't you supposed to be pretty severely focused on what you're doing and not getting fucking pulled into some pissing yeah. contest with a fan? Like, yeah. No, that's interesting. That is definitely interesting. Uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> Did you hear about the thing he said about uh, Megyn Kelly? Yeah. Again, and I, honestly, I'm not sure it was totally intentional. Like, the way people interpreted it, it could have been. I wouldn't put it past <laughs> the dude. But I, the way it sounded when it came out of his mouth and stuff, I kind of thought, oh, he didn't really realize what he was saying. But even if he had, he probably would have fucking said it anyway. But he made a comment about blood. He was talking about Megyn Kelly. She's a, is, is it Fox she's on? Yeah. She's like a Fox newscaster or something yep. like that, or personality or whatever. And he's he's just got he doesn't get along with her, and he was saying all kinds of stuff. And and he, one of his quotes was that she had bad blood coming out of her, coming out of her eyes, and coming out of wherever. And everyone went. She's not very tough and not an very anti. sharp either. Yeah, no, he said he said some stupid. He's called her a bimbo. He's called her a bimbo before. Has he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this has been going on for a while, but I just thought it was funny how people got so twisted up. All the shit he said, and everyone got worked up because the blood thing they thought he was saying, oh, she's inferior because she's a woman and she menstruates. Like, that's some fucking caveman <laughs> shit if that's what he really meant. Like, insanity. They're not as good as us because they bleed. <laughs> I don't know. He's just, uh, 
Like I don't. Such this man has no filter. He just doesn't care. He just, just goes awesome. and goes and goes. And like you would think that he would hire like a political analyst or something like that. Like don't say this, don't say that. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Well, I think, do you think maybe that's part of why his ratings are so high? Because people see that he doesn't give a fuck and he's just going to say what he wants. Like in the debate when he was like, all of a sudden out of the blue, when he was like, like we need to build a wall. <laughs> it can have a big fancy door for people to come in illegally, but we've got to stop the yeah. illegals. Like, a big wall? Is that the answer? Maybe. I don't know. It always cracks me up about that. Like how everyone always does the whole, you know, illegal immigration. They're taking all of our jobs. And, da, da, da. and was it Chris Rock? I think he put it on there the best. He was like, you know, all these limbo immigrants are, are taking my jobs. I don't have any jobs. He's like, they're not taking your, your dream jobs. There's no, there's no illegal immigrant brain surgeons. You know, there's no illegal immigrant basketball professional players. He's like, you know, these people are you know, cleaning toilets. They're doing the hard work. You know, they're working in the fields. They're, you know, they're mining. They're doing, you know, truck drivers, construction, all this stuff. You know, they're not doing the dream jobs. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> It's definitely a very good fucking point. <laughs> and it's been made before. That's what people always say. You know, they take the jobs that Americans don't want to do and that kind of that kind of thing. People get so worked. I just feel like there's such bigger problems in the world besides people crossing fucking lines that are on a map. Like I don't get it. Like I, there's so much more shit wrong with the world that we could be focusing on. That's so building fucking walls to keep people from crossing imaginary lines. I don't know how. Like it took a long time to build the. The Great Wall of China, but then again, that was back in the day. They didn't have as much technology they have now. True. No. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it's probably cost. A I lot mean, shit. Still. Extreme Makeover House Edition can put up a house in a week, a <laughs> mansion in a week. Sure, <laughs> put a wall up, no, no problem. Yeah, I don't know. How effective would it be? I mean, there's still bribes. There's still fucking. There's still ways. I mean, people, people desperately want to get here. Why? I don't know. Probably because I haven't lived in other countries. Maybe. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of corruption and shit here, but I suppose the the quality and standard of life is probably a lot higher for a lot of people. Very desirable thing. Michael Phelps still kicking ass and taking names. That fucking pothead. Did you see that? You guys <laughs> yeah. see that? His the world best 200 meter in the butterfly. It was like still. a fucking dope. He's so good, man. How old is he I, now? Uh, thirty. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's still pretty young. I, you know what? Uh, I actually, I think I spaced out the fact that he had the drunk driving thing. Didn't he have a DUI thing? I think he did. Yeah. They, they just kind of mentioned it when they were talking about the article about he had had that. And then I remember the pot thing, which is fucking stupid. I don't understand. How mad would you be if they started testing you for pot? And like They do. They Oh, do not, th- not an amateur. I'm good to go right now. <laughs> really? That's, that's going to be an do, issue. Why later. the fuck do they test you for pot? Why do they care? I don't know. They say it's a performance-enhancing drug, though. And it keeps you Isn't chill. That ridiculous. Keeps you chill. Well, this guy doesn't care if he gets punched. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. This I guy doesn't care. That. He's getting punched. Yeah, Nick Diaz has been suspended twice. That's for true. It for, You're right. You're for, totally you know, right. Like a year. He's lost a lot of money for that too. Over fucking weed, man. Pat Healy. <laughs> Pat Healy won. Uh, I think this was back in. I went to this fight in New Jersey, uh, 2012 maybe. Uh, Pat Healy won, and he popped off for weed. He won the fight, so his his fight bonus his. Uh, so usually you get paid. Let's say you get paid thirty thousand to show up and thirty thousand to win. So that's uh, sixty thousand for the win, and then another fifty thousand for a fight of the night, and like fifty thousand for submission of the night. I think, and he lost all, all of that of it? money oh over my fucking God. ganja. Yeah, and the win. The win's gone too. You know, yeah, they Jesus, vacate that man. win. Yeah, that makes no. That is ridiculous. If anything, he should have got more money because that dude beat you high. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't even high probably it was fucking weed station that's what I always said about that um, 
uh, snowboarder. They got out his uh, gold medal taken away back in the day. Remember that? White? I mean, no, it wasn't Sean White. No, it wasn't was Sean it. White. But he had his, they tested him for weed, the Olympic Committee, and he tested positive, and they, they took away his gold medal. I was like, and that's what I said too. I was like, Jesus, give him another one because he beat everybody high. Yeah, all right. <laughs> you just you fucking get, tore you, you guys up. Get two. That's the world I want to live in. Like, you get really? two. You were high. Oh shit! Get another Damn. medal. Get another. <laughs> fucking get another gold medal. It's, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I don't understand it. I understand. It, it seems to be going away. Like I said, it's a good state. Good time to be living. Things are getting better as far as the weed stuff goes. But uh, it does make no sense. Myra was had a family member who was has somebody who's sick in the Philippines, and they were looking at into the possibility of shipping uh, like cannabis oil and some other stuff. And it's like impossible; you yeah, can't, you can't yeah. do it. Mostly because the Philippines is most of it, because some of this stuff doesn't have any kind of active THC. There's no way you can't eat it or yeah. smoke it, or there's nothing you can do to get high from it. It just has other good stuff in it that's good for your body and stuff. Um, by the way, you said uh, you've kind of experienced some of the benefits, like the medicinal benefits and stuff. What kind of stuff would you say it helps you with? Definitely just being able to to relax at the end of the day and and uh, get some sleep. I sleep really well because I smoke, and it's just something I enjoy. So mentally, my my state of mind, just coming home and having something that I can really enjoy doing and getting in that state of mind where I can look back, reflect on my day in a really cool way. I think. Yeah. Amen, brother. Yeah, mine's video games then. <laughs> that's what I look forward to. I come home and I'm like, I'm getting that Batman. I'm gonna get on that Batman. Is that the new one, right? Do you have that? Yeah. Is that, that cool? Batman. Is it's it as cool, cool as everybody said it was gonna be? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Nice. Is that like a? It's like a. You just Batman, right? Yeah. You go around. Batman. And I am Batman. <laughs> I am Batman. <laughs> you were showing me this clip before the podcast tonight. We were talking about all these people that do like YouTube vlogging, where they just vlog. Some of them they just vlog their lives, all kinds of different shit. But a lot of these people are very successful. They're making tons of money and they get all these deals through YouTube. But he was showing me one before. This bat, bat, bat Dad. Dad. You ever seen Bat Dad before? No, he just does a, a bunch of fucking clips of him wearing a uh, like a Batman mask. But he's like a normal dude, and it's like his kids and stuff. And like he just does these clips. Like what was an example? He was there like, was one of them. He was like, yeah, he was all Ben. He's like, can I have some? His son was like, can I have some gum? He's all, are you going to swallow it? He's all, yes. <laughs> then no. And then it just, you know, just jump cuts yeah. to another clip, and he's just doing that. I'm like, this is making a fucking fortune, <laughs> putting on a Batman mask and making a funny voice. It's a terrible Batman voice, too, by the way. It's like, <laughs> well, he's doing the Batman. Christian. He's doing the Christian Bale. Yeah. Batman was where it's like raspy. Yeah. Michael. Well, I guess all of them did it. Yeah, they all do. Right? That's yeah. sort of the Batman voice, right? Michael Keaton was the best, dude. Fucking love. Yeah. Oh, fucking yeah, I love. Michael Keaton was the best Batman, if you ask me. I what like, about you? I liked him, but Christian Bale is pretty dope, dude. Yeah. I, I, I like Christian Bale as an actor all together. Mm-hmm. I mean, the stuff that he's done. He's one of those dudes that goes above and beyond, too. Yeah. He, like, really Empire of the Sun, the dude. You guys ever seen that one, Empire of the Sun? No. He was really young in that one. Oh, I think I have seen that. He was like a kid in that movie, though. Remember Newsies? Yeah, he's <laughs> kicking some ass. Oh, Equilibrium. Yeah. Have you ever oh, seen that yeah. one? Yeah. Equilibrium yeah. was like the, I think it was the Matrix before the Matrix even was came out. Kind of. Yeah, that was crazy. That the gunfight scene where it's like tow 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 tow, and they're trying to shoot each other, and he slices Tay Diggs in half. Is that what it was? I don't remember. Was it Tay Diggs? Yeah, you, yeah, you and your steel trap memory over here, <laughs> fucking probably right on. That's probably exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. No good for uh. Good for Michael Phelps. That was fucking cool. Um, what was I looking at a second ago? Oh, this terrible story, dude. You guys, the 11-year-old boy charged with manslaughter. What? 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 Got a hold of his parents' gun. Fucking 
11 years old, dude. Got a hold of his parents' gun, which was on the nightstand in the bedroom. Was outside playing games with the other kids. Fucking got into, I think it was his dad's car, or maybe it was the neighbor's car, something like that. Yeah, Yeah, and then this four-year-old kid climbs into the car with him, and he's goofing around and shoots the kid in the face and kills him. And he's being charged with manslaughter without intention to kill or whatever. But I just think that's insanity. I think that's a big fucking window into our society of like, what about the gun on the nightstand? Like, yeah, that's kind of come yeah. down on the parents, right? <laughs> you got be charges against that, like negligence. And probably, stuff like that. I don't know. This the fucking story is only about the kid being charged. Child's like, in, child endangerment, stuff like that. But they were saying they're charging him as a minor. Yeah. So the yeah. longest he could be in jail is twenty one. So what, eleven to twenty one? That's but ten he's, years. He's like damn. not even a minor yet. You know? He's yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. saying. He's, he's two years older than home. my son. Yeah. And I'm like, my son does some stupid shit. I'm telling you. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna charge him as a minor. Yeah. The first question would be, why the fuck do I have a gun sitting out on the nightstand that my eleven year old could just come in and grab and take outside, and I don't even know it. Like that's the shit that needs to be looked into for sure, but the story mentions nothing about that. I mean, I haven't heard anything about what's happening with the parents. I hope something is. Huh? Yeah. Now I'm trying to Google it right now. I can't find anything. Can't find anything. <laughs> that's a problem too, right? <laughs> Should fucking be able to Google that shit pretty easily. See this rhino camera because they got the poaching problem. People oh, yeah. poaching, and so they fucking what they're doing now is they drill a hole in the uh, in the horn of the rhino and they uh-huh. put a camera in there. And then it's got like all this activation stuff. So it's activated by the rhino's heart. So if the rhino's heart stops, the camera turns on. What? Yeah. And the way the poachers usually do it is they'll go in and kill, you know, 10, 11 in a fucking two-day period. Yeah. And so that really screws their game up because, I mean, within 10 minutes, there's going to be a chopper over you now. So Damn. And put a stop to that, son. Wait, so <laughs> how'd you have the... You have to like shoot the rhino and implant something in its heart too, then, or? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know how that works exactly. <laughs> There's something to it though, because it registers if the if the rhino's heart stops, and they can turn the camera on anytime they want too. So like, if they just want to see what the rhino's doing, <laughs> fucking call it the rhino cam, just trotting along. They, trotting I saw along. some footage of it. <laughs> trotting along, trotting getting, along, getting busy. Rhino yeah, busy probably. films. <laughs> it's funny too because you can hear the rhino breathing like he's sprinting for a long time, and then he stops like. <sighs> Like, Sounds like me when I do my lardio. <laughs> lardio? What yeah, is that? It's my cardio, but it's lardio. <laughs> <laughs> so you do do cardio? Mm-hmm. Stairs. Stairs. Usually that stair machine. It's fucking brutal, fun. dude. Yeah. The one that just keeps on going. Yeah, and it's deceiving because it looks so slow. People are like, yeah, you do that shit for 30 minutes. It's dumb, dude. Yeah. And it's like, you the one I do, it's supposed to be like for fat burn, and it was always I'm always because I'm not necessarily out of shape, but I'm like not in super shape, and it's always registering my heartbeats like do 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 like I'm doing like actual cardio. I'm like no, I'm I'm doing I'm doing fat burn. Well, I, I feel like we just need we just need some consistency, Mike, because we worked out. Remember we were working out pretty hard when we were training for that tough mutter thing and stuff. Yeah. And, I wouldn't say we're terribly out of shape. I mean, I can go run five miles right now, no problem. Yeah. But, you know, I definitely need to lose some weight. And I think that's what it is for me. It's just the inconsistency. Because yeah. I'll go through phases, you know, I'm dropping a bunch of weight and feeling great. And then it just, it's like a pendulum that shit just swings back. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm doing the stupid shit again. I don't know. And then again, to my head, because I have the two-year-old daughter, uh-huh. that the bigger she gets, the bigger I get. Yeah. So maybe I'll just keep growing this big-ass beard like ZZ Top and... Just do nothing but weights, and that way I'll just be like, anytime someone comes over. Yeah, we talked about that. You're here to, t- to take my daughter out. 
<laughs> but at that point in time, I, I won't use my, uh, my real voice. I'll use my, my cholo yeah. voice. I think it's your Batman voice. <laughs> my, my cholo voice. I'm like, you heard that guy with my daughter? <laughs> What's your name? Huh? Your name is James? How you doing, James? <laughs> James. Oh, my God. <laughs> They don't say that. They, they do. My they sister's do. quinceanera. Also, <laughs> <laughs> well, we've said before, my uncle and we went to the family reunion back in the day. Had an uncle who literally made up a word, and he he saw me. He called me from a distance, and he was like, "Oh, god dang mijo!" He was like, "I didn't almost recognize you." <laughs> You're like, recognize. what did you just say? <laughs> you just say recognize and notice in the same sentence. Recognize. Recognize. <laughs> that is dope. That is dope. And he also is the one that's like, um, whenever he gets mad, his go-to is "Go to hell for that's what you are." <laughs> Good. Sometimes I wonder if that's a Sp that's one in Spanish. Maybe it just sounds different. Go to hell for that's what you are, and you're just like, well, I don't. Actually, uh, you don't even say that in Spanish. You say "Vete a la mierda," <laughs> like go go to the shit. <laughs> go to the shit. Doesn't really make sense. But and then another one was hilarious. He was telling a, a hunting story. He tries to act all tough and like he knows everything. And he's like, Yeah, he was like, I went hunting too, like a couple of months ago. And I shot, I shot a, a deer with the, with my 20 second rifle. 20 second <laughs> rifle. <laughs> like, you got a lot of rifles. It's like, What? <laughs> you mean a 22? You're not killing a deer with a 22. <laughs> yeah. No with doubt. my 20 second rifle. So what's going to happen in our presidential election, man? What do you think is going to... What's what's this whole... What's post-Obama look like? Bernie, Any Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders? Yeah. You think? Is that realistic? I think a lot of people are like following him. A lot of people have been following him. A lot of people are him. following fucking Donald Trump, too. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I want to make America great. Anybody, how much do people care? It feels like people don't care anymore. It feels like people feel so detached. and. Yeah. I don't know. You I think? don't care. You don't give a shit. I'm be world champion. We don't care. We don't <laughs> care. <laughs> Other than that, outside of that, not too concerned. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know what to think anymore. I stopped. You you remember when you first met me? I mean, I was very into politics, and I used to follow it very closely all the time. I don't anymore, man. I just yeah. I fucking lost interest. I'm so sick of all of it. It's just a bug. Is everybody's a fucking yeah. show? It's a bunch of bullshit. Nobody believes it. And then you've got people like Donald Trump out there, but it's looking. His odds are looking good. They say. But yeah. I don't know. Well, let's uh, know. let's start wrapping this up. Let's do a little bit of shout outs. Um, we did uh, get some shout outs and love from another podcast, uh, the Untapped Potential. Yeah, uh, which is pretty cool. We were we were tweeting back and forth on a few things and uh, mentioned us on one of their episodes uh, to say thank you. So right. want to reciprocate that and say thank you to Rachel and Rock. At Untapped Potential. Thank you, Untapped Potential. Yeah. And you, if you want to follow them, we follow them. You can look at our favorites. We favorite a lot of the stuff that they they say, too. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck we're doing on Twitter. Yeah. I don't know what's happening on my Twitter. Yeah. I go to you. For I, got you. I got you. I got you, Tony. You're going to tweet, you're gonna tweet uh, JD over here after the show uh, saying thanks for uh, coming on the show. Oh, <laughs> yes. Nice. Thanks for being on top of that. Oh, Farmcat, too, right? Yeah. Say something about Farmcat. This Farmcat's coming, coming up on uh, uh, August 15th. From 10 to 2. Uh, Tony Dollar is actually going to be performing at 12 p.m., guys. So come on down there. It's yeah. at the Rocky Mountain College of Art and Design. Uh, and then also, JD has a fight on August 14th. 
um, National Western Complex. He said the tickets start at Be there by six. Yeah. yeah. Be there by six just in case. And uh, watch him get to uh, four and one, right? Let's do it. Fucking A. JD Hardwick, man. Thanks All for right, coming guys. on the show, buddy. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. That's a wrap. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>